What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. Uh, tonight, I wanted to talk about something that I think that probably many of us have uh, spent time chasing, or at the very least, dreaming about chasing. And that is the ultimate PC card. What is that for you? So, uh, and I've really been trying to think about this. I think this is why I have a problem uh, each time somebody asks me, what's your favorite card? What's your top five favorite cards? What's your top 10 favorite cards? I have such a darn difficult time trying to figure out what my favorite one is, especially like, uh, I almost want to, you know, kind of put them in different categories and say, okay, well for my, you know, Canseco PC, for instance, you have like the playing career ones, you have the one of ones, you have uh, the you know post career ones, you have like all these other different types of cards uh, that could belong in various different categories. So um, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about the uh, criteria that might uh, make a certain card the card, like the ultimate card. So I, I would like for this to kind of uh, you know, kind of get your brain stirring a little bit on what it might be for you and ultimately find out, number one, what the ultimate PC card would be for you, and number two, if there is such a thing that exists. I'll talk about that a little later, um, but I think it's very possible that for many people, myself included, the definitive ultimate card may not even exist. So, um, we'll start off with, obviously, nostalgia. Um, so, you let's say you like uh, Bo Jackson. You might just absolutely love the 1987 classic green uh, Bo Jackson, where he's got his uh, Auburn football jersey on, but he's also got, uh, uh, he just, swings, uh, just sang, uh, swung a bat, uh, has his bat in his hand, uh, really cool card, right? So I think what a lot of people do is they say, well, how do I take this card that is amazing in and of itself, but not necessarily uh, rare by any stretch of the imagination? How do I make this ultimate? How do I make this like something that's like just a, a card that could be like the ultimate? And card companies sometimes, you know, jump this by saying, we're going to make this into a buyback and we're going to have the player sign it. We're going to make it a low number card or even possibly a one of one. We could do this as well uh, as collectors by saying, you know what? I want a slabbed uh, signed card of, let's say, a 1987 um, classic green Bo Jackson. Guys, I think I just saw a massive UFO overhead. Uh, <laughs> I know there's a little bit of a uh, uh, break out of uh, some cards here, but I was looking up while I was uh, walking. I saw this like super bright light and uh, looked like it was dropping down very, very fast and then burn out or something. That was bizarre. And I've got two way too many trees in the way here to be able to see. Um, wow. That was interesting. Anyways, I'm gonna uh, keep my I'm gonna keep my eyes up a little 
more now to see if I can see anything else. That was, that was wild. Um, anyways, so <laughs> back to what I was saying. Uh, yeah, so for some people, uh, if uh, the 87 classic green Bo Jackson is the ultimate card, um, how can you make it even more special? Uh, you can get it signed and slabbed. Um, some people might even uh, say, hey, let's, uh, let's, make a, let's get a PSA 10 card of this, or if it's possible, what about a BGS 10 black label? That would be the ultimate. Um, for me personally, uh, grading and signing an existing card doesn't necessarily make anything uh, that much more wildly impressive to me. Um, when it comes to Conseco cards, for example, I've uh, had boatloads of PSA 10 cards in the past. I actually just sold a pretty large collection of PSA 10 Conseco cards that had like all the key rookies and everything just because, you know, the <laughs> PSA 10 doesn't really impress me um, personally. You know, I, I like uh, I like the cards I grew up with raw. You know, I just think they're, they're best that way for me personally. Um, I get it. I completely get it how somebody could want a perfect copy um, of what's what they grew up with or whatever. But for me personally, I would rather a nice raw copy and then take that money um, and put it into something that's like truly special as far as cards go. Um, so anyways, that's one way um, that you could measure possibly what might be the ultimate PC card for you. Um, and by the way, um, there might be some players out there that have cards that it, that's like widely considered to be the card, um, the ultimate card for a certain player. Um, I don't think Jose has that. Um, there's not really anything that I really can say that like one definitive card sticks out, you know, heads and shoulders above uh, everything else. Like I've got a handful of candidates in my collection, I would say. Um, but I'm not sure that they would uh, be considered the end-all, be-all card, like as far as Ultimate PC card goes. So anyways, um, going forward, um, you know, we're not, you know, we'll look into some of the newer ones. Um, you know, so maybe some criteria for you is a card has to be licensed, maybe an on-card autograph, because there's some people that cannot stand unlicensed cards or people that cannot stand sticker autograph cards. Uh, you know, again, completely understand. Um, I completely get both of those uh, trains of thought. For me personally, um, the aesthetics of a card is going to uh, win out wildly more over whether it is licensed or not or has a sticker autograph or a versus on card autograph um, if it looks if the eye appeal is there for me uh, i will 10 times out of 10 pick the unlicensed sticker autograph card over a licensed on card autograph uh, card that's just uh, that's just me though there's a lot of people out there that will not do that they think uh, that's kind of backwards they think that you know you have to have uh in order for a card to be like the ultimate pc card you have to have it as licensed you have to have an autograph if there is one uh to be on card itself um 
that is not me. Um, so I will give a couple examples. Um, one of these uh, cards, for instance, uh, that I keep going back to um, is one that I just talked about probably a month or two ago. And it stuck with me and my PC uh, even through the sell-off that I had back in 2018. And uh, it is the 2017 Leaf Q Flashbacks, I think is what it's called. Um, and I'll talk about this card a little bit here. Um, and, you know, kind of like the story that I have behind it as well. Um, so uh, when I first saw it, is before it was actually released. Um, I saw it in pictures and it's probably the only card that I can think of that I've ever had where when I first saw it, I like jumped out of my skin where I'm like, wow. And it is a leaf card, guys. Like a lot of people consider leaf as like bottom rung and I get it. I mean, <laughs> I think that probably uh, I like more Tops products and Panini products than I do Leaf, but this one particular Leaf offering that they had, 2017 Leaf Q, the flashback subset, man, they hit it out of the park, especially with this one specific Conseco. So it's a one of one, it's a sideways card, it's on card autograph, and it's got the majority of the elephant um, A's patch on it. So you see the big A on the, you know, whatever you call it, the saddle or whatever it is that's over the elephant um, in gold around it where it says A's. And it's almost like uh, <laughs> Leaf got away, uh, got around being able to use the logo by actually using the logo in uh, the patch itself. And it's got this beautiful design, um, incredible gold holofoil usage. And uh, it's the nicest uh, A's patch uh, card that, you know, like A's sleeve patch that I've ever seen. Um, you know, there's some others out there, but this is the one that just really uh, catches my eye far and away more than any others. And it's a leaf card. It's not even licensed, you know. And uh, so, uh, anyways, I remember seeing pictures of this before it was even signed and me looking at this going, oh my gosh, everything just works so perfectly together with this card. The design, the signature, the foil, you know, the gold hollow foil, the patch, everything is just like perfect with this card. And uh, man, I just remember when I first saw it going like, I've got to do everything I can to get this card. Just got to try everything I can. And uh, it's difficult when it comes to hunting one of one cards because there's a number of things that can happen. Um, you're, you're typically going to set yourself up for a letdown because number one, the fact that there's only one out there may never even be pulled. It may never be pulled from the box. Number two, if it is, who's to say that the owner is even going to show it online? It may very well never even be seen online. Uh, there are tons of collectors out there that don't post anything. They just 
open it and go, hey, this is cool, and they keep it, or they bring it to their card shop, or trade it with someone else, or just, you know, put it in a box and, or display it, you know. Um, in fact, I picked up a pretty big Kinseiko card recently where uh, it was, uh, it's probably about seven years old now. Um, the guy ended up uh, having uh, uh, having it for seven years, and it was at his dad's house, like on display or something like that, and behind a cabinet, <laughs> you know. Um, and it's really funny because some people thought that this card would be lost, or um, you know that it just really uh, hadn't been pulled, or 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 is damaged or something. But nope, sure enough, it was uh, in his dad's old cabinet deal for the past seven years or whatever, which is crazy. But anyway, so back to this leaf card. Um, when I saw it, I, it's a, it's a feeling that I never really got from any other card for one reason or another. Like there's, you know, the, the circumstances were kind of perfect, right? Because there's a lot of one of ones that popped up on eBay that you don't have time to, uh, savor, you know? You see it online, you're like, oh man, and now it's a bidding war, and you've got to really kind of consider making an offer or hitting buy it now or, or whatnot. And so that wasn't the case with this. I knew that this card wasn't even listed or wasn't even released yet. And uh, so, anyways, um, as I'm looking at this picture, oh, and that's what I was going to tell you before, though, like there's a number of issues with these one of ones, uh, may never be pulled from a box, may never be seen. If it is, it may be posted other places that you won't see, um, or the seller might be unrealistic in pricing, or he might be friends with another collector that loves Jose, and you know that's it. And so, it's one of those things where, when I saw this picture, this is like kind of my heart was like, oh man, I really want this, but a little bit of heartache because you you know that there's a good chance that you'll never see it. So anyways, uh, <laughs> and so I, uh, as it's being um, posted online to, to show like a little preview of what's in the set, I had my eyes fixated on the release date of 2017 Leaf Q. And so as it so happens, um, the release date coincides with a holiday or a vacation that my family went on. So we went to Florida and went to Legoland and uh, I remember I'm driving for hours remember and I keep thinking in the back of my mind this card that works so well on so many different levels uh, could be listed and sold you know just like that snap the finger um, and I won't even know because I'll be on the road so I had my son Atticus keep an eye on, on my phone as I was driving, just in case, you know. And uh, I ended up pretty much cleaning the clock out of that uh, uh, that entire run of cards because Kinseko had three different types of cards in that set. He had a uh, vertical jumbo jersey on card autograph card uh, run that had like a number of uh, different parallels or whatever I was able to pick up the one of one of that was on vacation um, he also had a number of vertical patches that didn't even have his picture um, but had like some crazy rangers patches um, 
really weird set, but like, you know, the patches were awesome. So I got the one of one uh, while I was on vacation for that as well. So it's like I drained the product of the one of ones, but like those paled in comparison to this leaf cue sideways one that I've been talking about all this time. And uh, to this day, I still don't remember a single card that just made my jaw drop uh, like that card. And I've had a ton of knob cards and barrel cards and, uh, you know, button cards. Like I've just had all of these, like uh, super fractors, um, all kinds of different really spectacular cards. And this leaf one is the one that really lit me up. And so I remember we were in Legoland and uh, I checked eBay as we're walking and it was listed and oh my gosh. So I ended up making an offer. I found that somebody else made an offer, it freaked me out. So I ended up buying it, <laughs> we can buy it now. So I ended up uh, buying the card and could not for the life of me believe that I was able to uh, seek it out after it was released. The same very card that I had seen uh, pictures of beforehand and going like, man, this is just an incredible card. I can't believe it. And so uh, I, I have it still. Um, I never sold it, never traded it away. And it is just a spectacular looking card. And uh, it beats in my mind all of the licensed versions out there that might have a similar patch um, just for aesthetic purposes. Um, you know, I don't know if, it'll, if it would do better at auction or whatever, um, but I do know that I enjoy this one the most when it comes to elephant patch cards. Um, so anyways, that's one that's definitely in the running. Um, another one that's in the running is another uh, unlicensed card. It's a, I believe it's a 2018 or 2019, I think it's 2019 National Treasures. Uh, it is a card where uh, Panini took a rookie game used uh, jersey of Conseco, chopped it up, and put a jumbo Rawlings laundry tag from that rookie gamer in the card itself, and then had a sticker autograph on it. Um, I won this at auction in Thanksgiving of 2019, if I recall correctly. And uh, it's one of those cards where uh, it's unfortunate. There was somebody that I used to know um, that tried to do a backdoor deal on it. So meaning that he tried to offer the person more money to sell to him instead of me. Um, thankfully, the seller was uh, is a stand-up guy and he uh, honored his agreement with me. But uh, it is a card that absolutely could be in the running as the ultimate PC card for Conseco because of number one, how it looks, and, well, I'll say number two, how it looks. Number one, the content, the actual, uh, you know, gamer uh, Rawlings tag from a rookie jersey. Um, it's incredible, just an incredible, incredible card. And again, unlicensed. You know, like there's, I don't know if, uh, like if a licensed Rawlings tag, yeah, I remember, uh, Jose has very, very, very few uh, Rawlings 
uh, or any laundry tags out there um, in his, uh, you know, of cards that, that have been made. Um, but the one thing that really sets this apart is it's a rookie Jersey gamer. And so I would consider this to be, um, in my mind, at least the best laundry tag card that he has. Um, so who knows, maybe that's considered the ultimate, but you see, it doesn't, it doesn't do the same thing that that leaf Q one does. Um, you know, another one is, uh, is one I picked up in the past several months, uh, 2000 upper deck game jersey patch where uh it's his first ever patch card and it's got a beautiful devil rays logo patch on it and it is just uh you know first first ever patch card um it's one of two releases of patch cards during his playing career um just an incredible incredible card it's one that you can look at forever and it's one of those that um, you know, you, you really kind of sit down and, and got to think about what it is before you're, you start realizing, Hey, this is something that's special that absolutely de deserves to be, um, mentioned as one of the best cards that's ever been of his. Um, so anyways, another thing, by the way, um, before I continue on with a few others I might have in the running, um, is another more criteria might be perhaps, uh, the serial number, you know, it might be where the ultimate PC card for you has got to have that sacred one of one stamp on the front or back. Um, for me, yeah, you know, not so much anymore. I don't really care too terribly much about the stamp. I do a little bit. I mean, I've got to, right? And I think we all do. But uh, in the past, when I was really super collecting, I would say that the one of ones were uh, better like it trumped everything else now i don't think that i think the content and the look of the card uh is what trumps everything so for example um just like i was telling you about the 2000 upper deck game jersey patch um uh canseco card the patch in mine is way cooler um than the two one of ones out there uh that you know that upper deck released so, um, you know, I would obviously want mine way more than the one of one versions of it because I care a lot more about the logo patch than I do uh, stamped one of one. Um, you know, that's just me um, personally, but I think that's probably, probably the trend um, going forward that a lot of people will agree with because um, there's so many one of ones that are being printed out. I mean, shoot, I think... Uh, leaf recently put out um a number of cards that had uh 12 one of ones of the same card all there is just different colors which i think is like nutty beyond all recognition like that's crazy to me so anyways but you know hey you do what you do you do what you gotta do when you're trying to run a business and make money of course and i get it completely but you know <laughs> Kind of a kind of a bummer for uh, collectors sometimes when they run into something like that and they say, "Hey, I've got the only one of one," and I come to find out, nope, there's about eleven others that are very very similar. Um, so kind of a bummer for a lot of collectors. But anyways, um, so another one that I would say that goes in the running for me is uh, a 2001 Upper Deck Game Jersey patch. 
of Kinseiko's the most colorful patch I've ever seen of his. And it's serial number 25, but you know, it's the nicest uh, patch in that whole run I've ever seen. And uh, it's got like seven colors, I think. So I don't think anything comes close to the coloring. Um, you know, it's another card that I see that um, absolutely deserves a place at the table of uh, being considered a, perhaps the ultimate Kinseiko uh, PC card for many reasons. Um, that is licensed. Um, it's the only serial numbered patch card uh, released during his career. Um, you know, most colorful patch, like I said before. Um, just a, a, a joy to look at, you know. <laughs> it's just an incredible card. And uh, finally, I'd say another one which is interesting to me is the 2003 Fleer. Um, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, Sweet Swatch, I think. It has an actual uh, jumbo patch of the 89 World Series. Um, to me... This is, this is where things get a little interesting uh, because the patch itself is um, unbeatable, you know, in my opinion. You can't get better than an 89 World Series patch, right? Um, the design, eh, it's nothing right home about. It's, the card itself is oversized, um, which I would rather probably that card, unless it had an amazing... Uh, design or a bigger patch i'd prefer it to be a regular size for this card um so the actual content of the card itself the actual uh patch is unmatched because it is it hits right at the heart of nostalgia for me the greatest part of baseball ever is the 1989 world series for me and to have a game worn patch of the 89 World Series of Kinsego is just like another level. Just an incredibly insane piece to have. But with that said, it didn't drop my jaw like that 2017 Leaf Q card uh, did because that card had everything working together with it so far. So uh, so I guess in conclusion, um, but you know, the thing is, is it's, it's funny because it's like owning a piece of my childhood, not just childhood, but childhood dream. Like, I couldn't imagine on any level owning a game-worn patch from the a World Series of Kinseiko. Like, that's just, that's insanity to me. Like, how on earth can you top that? But there are other cards I like looking at so much more. So, uh, I mean, I've got countless other stories, but I'll, I'll stop it there. Um, when it comes to uh, going by specific examples, but I think I've given probably about five or six now where to me, it's clear after talking this out with you that when it comes to Kinseiko stuff, um, there really probably isn't a definitive ultimate PC card. Like there are so many things that work so well on so many different cards, it's very difficult to pick and in fact, um, I probably have about 10 cards in my PC right now where at one time or another, I consider it to be my favorite Conseco card ever made. Um, and that changes guys, like <laughs> it changes so often. Like it's really kind of funny. Um, I am fortunate to have a 
nice collection of my favorites where, uh, you know, I don't know if I would take like my top 50. I don't know if there's anybody on the planet that would trade my top 50 out with somebody else. Um, and which is really wild to me, extremely wild, given that I sold out of everything and was able to come back with this stuff. And, um, now when you get to top 100, top 200, there's guys out there that have like way more than I do, especially because I just don't have that many cards anymore. I focus on quality alone. Um, but you know, that's exactly where I want to be because I've been able to get into vintage and I've been able to do stuff with, uh, you know, transformers and comics and that sort of thing that I would not have been able to if I focused on uh, super collecting. Ken Seiko and trying to get every single little one staying on that uh, treadmill, you know, so to speak. So basically my focus has been going on the quest for the ultimate PC card. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to have picked up a uh, large number of candidates but like i said there's probably not really one specific out there that anybody would uh like if you get all of the main canseco guys out and say okay this is the card that i want i must have in my collection i, don't, I just don't know if there's a certain specific card that is heads and shoulders above everything else um and that's fine you know it's funny because it's like we when we collect we think about this as like the quest for the holy grail right like <laughs> you want the ultimate card but but that is such a different story for everybody like my ultimate pc card which again i just don't think i have one that i could say like it's got to be split out to you know 10 different cards but the next super collector might think something completely different um, in fact, there might be seven different super collectors that have seven different answers, um, which is really cool because that's the neat thing about collecting is you can collect for yourself. You know, you don't have to worry about what other people are doing. Um, you don't have to worry about what other people are going after. You worry about what you like and what you want, um, whether that's a you know, licensed on-card autograph, jumbo patch, uh, you know, one of one, uh, bat barrel, bat knob, whatever. Um, or if it's a sketch card or this side or the other, or even if it's simply a PSA 10 rookie of a card that you have fond memories of, uh, as you're growing up with, there are just so many different ways that you can see it. And I have a strong feeling that if you think about this, the more you do, um, for the guy that you collect, the team that you collect, um, it's very possible that if you reevaluate over the course of six months, a year, two years, five years, your answer might change as many times as my answer changed. Um, and uh, again, that's the beauty of collecting, to keep it dynamic, uh, to keep it fluid and to, uh, not have to be set on a certain thing for life or whatever, you know? Um, anyway, so the, those are my thoughts on, on kind of trying to define the ultimate PC card, you know, in summary, again, uh, I've got a number of cards I think would fit the bill, but I don't think I'd feel comfortable, uh, <laughs> putting one out there right now, uh, far above anything else at this point for me personally, anyways. Um, 
probably have a good 10 cards that I would uh, want to nominate as like one if I if I couldn't. I know that doesn't really work out as being an ultimate PC card. You can't have 10 as uh, as one entity, I guess. <laughs> or maybe you can, who knows? <laughs> Why can't I? It's my collection. I guess I could do it anyways. But um, anyways, kind of fun to think about and wrestle with and go back and forth. So um, those are my thoughts. Um, I would love to hear what your thoughts are on what your ultimate PC card is. And, and the fun thing is, by the way, um, is even dreaming up uh, what your ultimate PC card might be that might not even exist or at least exist yet. In fact, that's one of the pulls that I have for uh, creating my own cards, my own Conseco cards for my collections because I like to be able to create these uh, wild ultimate uh, insane cards because the card companies may not have the same vision that I do <laughs> for, for thinking what they need to be creating next. So anyways, but yeah, I'd love to hear what you I uh, think your ultimate PC card is, whether you have it or not, um, drop me a note. I'd love to hear it. Uh, thank you guys always for listening. I hope you all have a great rest of the day.